Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Nehemiah chapter 3, starting in verse 17 and going to verse 32. And just a bit of recap, Nehemiah has presented the vision of a rebuilt wall in Jerusalem, and the people begin to rally together to contribute, and they start rebuilding. So let's listen in on who else participated in this rebuilding project, and it's filled with all kinds of names that are difficult to pronounce, but stick with me. It says this, next to him, repairs were made by a group of Levites working under the supervision of Rahum, son of Bani. Then came Hashabiah, the leader of the half, dis- half the district of Kaliah, who supervised the building of the wall on behalf of his own district. Next down the line were his countrymen, led by Benui, son of Henadad, the leader of the other half of the district of Kaliah. Next to them, Ezer, son of Yeshua, the leader of Mizpah, repaired another section of the wall across from the ascent to the armory near the angle in the wall. Next to him was Baruch, son of Zabai, who zealously repaired an additional section from the angle to the door of the house of Elishib, the high priest. Merimoth, son of Uriah, and grandson of Hakaz, rebuilt another section of the wall extending from the door of Elishib's house to the end of the house. The next repairs were made by the priests from the surrounding region. After them, Benjamin and Hashub repaired the section across from their house. And Azariah, son of Masiah, and grandson of Ananiah, repaired the section across from his house. Next was Benui, son of Henadad, who rebuilt another section of the wall from Azariah's house to the angle and the corner. Palal, son of Uzziah, carried on the work from the, a point opposite the angle in the tower that project, projects up from the king's upper house beside the court of the guard. Next to him were Pedadiah, son of Parosh, with the temple servants living on the hill of Ophel, who repaired the wall as far as a point across from the water gate to the east and the projecting tower. Then came the people of Tekoa, who repaired another section across from the great projecting tower and over to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests repaired the wall. Each one repaired the section immediately across from his own house. Next, Zadok, son of Emir, also rebuilt the wall across from his own house. And, and beyond him was Shamamiah, son of Shachaniah, the gatekeeper of the east gate. Next, Hananiah, son of Shalamiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zelph, repaired another section, while Mishaluam, son of Barakiah, rebuilt the wall across from where he lived. And Malikajiah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the wall as far as the temple, the housing for the temple servants and merchants across from the inspection gate. Then he continued as far as the upper room at the corner. The other goldsmiths and merchants repaired the wall from that corner to the sheep gate. That was difficult. (laughs) It was a difficult one to say, and I think we're wondering again, like maybe yesterday, where is this going? What is this about for me? What can we learn from these descriptions of rebuilding the wall? Well, first of all, we recognize that these were people who lived in Jerusalem before Nehemiah showed up. These priests and leaders and workers had homes and lives in the midst of rubble but they lived with it. They lived in it. Living in a defenseless, broken-down city was the reality they knew and accepted until Nehemiah showed up with a new picture of what their city could be. Sometimes I think we need someone to show up and help us see things we just take for granted. 
Sometimes we need someone with fresh eyes, fresh insights into areas that we've assumed won't change, or we tend to become comfortable and live with it. It can be difficult to hear from someone with fresh eyes on our situation or circumstance. We can become defensive, we can make excuses, or we can just dismiss the person as someone who doesn't get the full picture. But if we simply dismiss wisdom or insights, then we miss opportunities to grow and influence. Nehemiah did a tremendous job giving the people a new picture of what their future could look like, and he invited all of them to participate. So in this description, we see that rebuilding the wall and gates was something that everyone participated in, everyone pitched in, even those who most likely didn't have the natural skill set to do the work. The priest's usual task involved the worship at the temple, sacrifices, and prayers. I'm sure there were handy priests, but I suppose most of the temple servants and priests might not be known for their handyman skills. But here we see priests, servants, families, all pitching in, all participating, all working for the common vision and goal of rebuilding the wall and gates of their city. And we hear that many of them are rebuilding the wall right across from their own home. This impacts them. Nehemiah has shown them that, and they're taking ownership of their city, of their defenses, of their wall. And I love this image, though. I love this image of seeing priests at work, side by side with the people. They're not just in the temple doing the priest work. Maybe I like this because I'm not handy. (laughs) I tend to break things. That's my specialty uh, instead of fix and build things. But here are all different types of people, from leaders to servants, from the handy to the not-so-handy, all coming together for one common cause. Sometimes we hear a vision, we hear a goal, we hear an idea that grabs our attention, but we don't think we have anything to offer, so we dismiss it. We don't sign up. We hope someone else will make it happen. I wonder if sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves into a particular type of person with certain giftings, and we use that to say no to things that God might want us to say yes to. I mean, have you ever done that? I know I've done that before. Well, I can't help on that project because I'm not handy, so I will leave that to those people. You know, I'm sure there were some in Jerusalem who felt that same way. But because they raised their hand, because they got out of their comfort zone and they came together with all their uniqueness, their names, as difficult as they are for me to pronounce, their names were listed in the story today. Their names are recorded in Scripture because they raised their hand They raised their hammer, and they did the work. Their names and work are remembered, and that challenges me today. And I wonder if that challenges you. And so today, where might you have become comfortable and need fresh eyes and insights? It might be an area of your life. It might be an area of your business. It might be something going on in your neighborhood. 
where do you need fresh eyes? And the question with that is, are you open to receive it? If someone sees that something could be better, are you open to receiving it? And then next, where might you have fresh eyes to offer? Where do you see that something could be better, that something needed to change? And will you offer it in an inviting way, a way that invites everyone to make the change? No one likes someone showing up and going, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, I'm out of here, right? But to say, hey, here's something I see. What if we could together make a change? And so will you speak up and will you go side by side with people to see those changes happen? And then the final questions, finally, you know, where might God be summoning you to participate that you might be tempted to dismiss because it just doesn't fit your picture of who you are and what you're good at? What might God be asking you to do that you automatically think is not something for you. And so, what is God saying to you today? And what will be your response? Let's pray. God, would you give fresh eyes on our own lives? Would you point out today any area of our life, anything going on around us, that you want to see transformed and changed and made more into your image, into your likeness, into your will. And so, God, would you point out any area in our life, any area around us that needs transformation and change? And, God, we want to be open to that, and we want to participate in that. And so would you lead us and guide us into what you'd have us do? Would you give us courage to step out in areas that aren't naturally a fit for us so that we might see you at work with us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.